So every second Sunday of Easter, we hear this great story of Thomas, who missed the resurrection that first Easter Sunday night, when all the church was gathered together in the upper room. He missed a special grace. I don't know what he was doing. Scripture doesn't say, but he was gone. But thankfully for Thomas, Jesus met Thomas where he was in his unbelief. See, the grace of God can accomplish so much in despite our efforts to thwart it and to respond to him. Notice Jesus comes on the Lord's day, the breaking of the bread, which we heard in the first reading. They were doing it right away. In spite of us, God works miracles. In the age of the Holy Spirit, We don't want to tempt the Lord. Thomas said, I will believe if I see this and I see that. Now that's tempting the Lord and that's a sin. But God meets sincerity with grace. One of the most special prayers in all the Old or all the New Testament though is one of his disciples was struggling and he told Jesus, I believe Lord, now help my unbelief. What a great prayer. What that saying is, you know, I'm 90% there, Lord, I need help. Help cure my doubts. Thomas was one of those, I think. Everything he had done in, this, in the uh, um, life of Jesus, he is kind of sincere. The resurrection was way beyond human comprehension. Our setting is the upper room. What is the upper room? It's, it's kind of a symbol for all of us. It's a symbol of our frightened human soul laced with sin. And Jesus enters that room, that soul of ours, to bring a message. What did he say? Peace be with you. Beautiful message to a soul that still has sin and ego, little understanding. See, Thomas missed church the prior week. And he came into the presence of the others during that week. What did he do? He was in denial. He missed the Mass the week before. He missed church. He missed being with the believers. And what does he do? Oh, I'm not going to believe. I will not believe. A lot of that might have been sincere. I'm not going to get my hopes up. We've been hurt before. I don't want to get my hopes up and have them shattered again. I really think that's where Thomas was coming from that day. I must see his wounds. Thomas missed the joy, the presence of Jesus. He missed the presence of others. Then he missed the sharing of the stories, the joy of the church with others, the stories of the empty tomb, the witnesses of the Emmaus disciples. We're going to hear that next week. They came back and shared their story with all the disciples. We saw the risen Lord. He came to us in the breaking of the bread. The fruit of the church is joy because we're present with others. The fruit of Thomas not being there is doubt. When we're not with the others, what grows in us, doubt grows in us. Jesus answers his prayer. What does he do? He comes in, Thomas, here I am. Put your hands, examine my hands. Put your hand in my side. And then 
Thomas says, my Lord and my God. The resurrected body of Jesus had wounds. Probably will all through eternity. Why? It's our constant reminder when we see Jesus in heaven. The only thing between us and the wrath of God was Jesus' wounds. Be a permanent reminder for us. Plus the wounds give Jesus a special dignity of his accomplishments. What does that peace be with you say to humanity as he presents his wounds to Thomas in the rest of the upper room? It says that all's forgiven. All is forgiven. God's forgiveness is now available for the asking. See, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, this gospel passage should logically say something to people who cannot accept forgiveness or doubt God can forgive us my life of sin. There are tragically very many people out there like that, holding on to their sin, holding on to their guilt. Jesus is kind of saying to us all today, let it go. Let it go and just be happy. Take my peace. Think about it. The human race and our communal sin killed God. It was communal. A couple days later, he comes bearing forgiveness and eternal life. We committed the worst sin imaginable. And we hang on to our little sins, these little pesky sins that we have. I don't want to trivialize any sin. But if we killed God, what can be hanging on in our own conscience, on our own lives? Jesus says, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Our small hearts need to grow to let God love us, to let God forgive us. And blessed are we, blessed are we who believe and have not seen. Thomas didn't do that. He was with Jesus three years. And he couldn't do that. We can. He listened to all the believers there, and he still rejected it. I think self-defense of his soul, I'm not going to be saddened again. I'm not going to be saddened again, losing my Savior a second time by believing. So there was, there was some good fear in his heart about that. But we who believe, we did it better than Thomas. And Jesus said, blessed are you. Blessed are you. So Jesus offers at all times his presence, his pardon, his peace, the Eucharist. See, we grow in grace together or we grow in doubt like Thomas did when we're alone, when we're ignoring God. We grow in doubts. That's the only logical thing that can happen. We grow in peace and joy together or we grow in doubt like Thomas. And happy Easter.